And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, with Katie, Katie, Naked Lady. Hello. I do it now just to annoy you. Hello. Try to think of the most annoying way. You sound like the uh, ice cream truck. Hello. Hello. But anyway... AEW Full Gear was this past weekend. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Review that. See how our predictions did. <clears throat> how, how did they do? Have to wait until the end of the show. Oh, okay. Can't wait for that part. Drinking a scrimshaw. If you don't know what a scrimshaw is, you better go get one because they're fucking delicious. They're pretty good. They're like a pale ale. Yeah, it's my last one, too, so I'm sad. Save, savor that shit. Trying to think, I don't think I. They don't. They don't have them at like they're cheap, do they? You have to go to like to Randall's. That's the yeah, you got to go to like a craft them, beer, craft beer place to get them. I'm sure Fryer Tucks has them. But anyway, Scrimshaw. I think Scrimshaw might be up there for like my favorite beer. Is it like Scrimshaw, Stella Artois? Stella Artois, Ho Garden. This kind of reminds Underdog. Me of, I do like Underdog. This reminds me of a Ho Garden. Mm. Scrimshaw does. Yeah. Um. Anyway, welcome to the show. We got that to talk about, but let's get right into it. There's a new president in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. President-elect? President-elect Joe Biden. Thank fucking God. Um, I mean, well... This will probably be one of the last times that we talk about politics, probably until the inauguration. You know, I don't think so, because there's still 70 days of Trump. It's like 74 or some shit like that. Some crazy shit could go down. It could go down, but... It's nothing. It's 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 over for Trump. He just needs to accept the L like a gentleman and move on. But he's not going to. He's going to play all this every vote counts bullshit type thing or like voter fraud. Even though like this voter fraud thing, it's like what they're talking about in each state is like six thousand votes. That's not enough votes to flip the like votes. It's not enough to flip anything. Like so, voter fraud is so. Like it happens. Unlikely, though. I think it happens. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I oh, I think it happens. I do think that like people who like like an older person who was married and say their husband or wife passed away. I'm sure they fill out their ballot and turn it in. I mean, but that's maybe. But, but you have to think of how little that is. That's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be enough to turn it around. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, like and you have to Trump really is, like be committed to. Right. politics and Trump is trying very hard to um throw any doubt around right. the results. Right. Which I think it's going to take a lot for for it to like flip around. It's not I, going to. I'm entertained. That's the only reason why I had to talk politics over the next 2 months is just to see what the fuck Donnie's up to, you know? Donnie. Where is he losing his mind next, you know? I don't know. Do you think he's going to have to get dragged out of the White House? How do you think that's going to happen? He says that, but I doubt it. I don't think he's going to shake Biden's hand. I I think he's going to be a fucking sore loser, and I think he's going to be a jerk off about it. Like, I don't think he's he's supposed to, like, the president, like, whenever there's a new president, the old president, like, briefs the new president of, like, what's going on and everything. I don't think Trump's going to do that. Yeah, I mean, don't you remember Obama and Trump had that photo op in the Oval Office? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and the old president's supposed to leave like a letter, and the kids are supposed to leave letters if there's any kids coming in and right. shit like that. Right. 
I don't see any of that happening. No, not at all. I actually kind of hope he has to get dragged out of the White House. I really want, um, well, you know what I really want is for like, I want Hunter Biden and Donald Trump Jr. to like remake Step Brothers together because I feel like they would end up being best friends at the end. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. You know, he'd be like, you do Coke too? I want some. You want to share? Do we just become best friends? <laughs> that would be so funny. I'd I'd be down to watch that reality right? TV show of Hunter Biden and Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Jr. Oh my god, it'd be great. It'd be great. It would be great. Like I I want that reality show. It might let's, be better than than like the Jersey Shore when it first let's came out. Lock him in a house for a, a month and just see what happens. Just watch them. <laughs> They'll end up becoming friends out of it. That would be the best part. And then you just have Eric that shows up. Hey, I'm Eric. You're like, Eric, get the fuck out of here. Eric's just been there the whole time. They didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden, president-elect. Congratulations. And it was so cool to see, like, the whole world be like, hey, congrats. Like, wow, your your government Paris, isn't as in much of a shit show as it has been the last four years. Paris shooting off fireworks. Uh, ringing the, oh, no, Paris was ringing the bell. London was shooting off fireworks. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, you grow up thinking that America's the best country and everybody wants to be American and everybody tries to come here. And then you kind of get a harsh reality when you're like, meh, do we kind of have a big head? Are we maybe not not the best country? We're we're not the only free country, even though, like, growing up, like, we're taught that we are. Right. And then when your leader, your current leader gets voted out of office, the entire world celebrates. Like, that's like a Kim Jong-un kind of moment. Like, oh, he died. Yay. Speaking of Kim Jong-un, did you see the three countries that didn't congratulate Joe Biden on winning? Was Was it North Korea? It was North Korea. I want to say Russia? it was Russia and I want to say China. I'm not surprised. I mean, because I think it was China because even I though I could be wrong on that. So don't hold me to that. Well, I could, I could see China going either way because Trump has been calling it the China virus. Yeah, there was three of them. But, but he also does deals with them right. for trades. And... There, there was three countries about a, every single country in the world. Every single country has congratulated Joe Biden. Even that dumbass Boris from uh, the UK who is basically Donald Trump's twin. Yeah. Well, um, he even congratulated Joe Biden. Because that's like the respectable thing to do, mm-hmm. unless yeah. you're like a Can- dictatorship, you know? Canada's the best. Canada's like, welcome <laughs> back, America. We missed you. Justin Trudeau's like, thank fucking God. Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. years in office does he have left, though? Because they do term limits too, don't they? I think so. So mm-hmm. he doesn't probably have much longer. He might be on the way out. Right. Not entirely sure. Um, but yeah. Congrats to Joe Biden. It's just kind of a nice breath of fresh air. And I'm not going to name any names of who said this, but there was somebody who supported Trump, voted for Trump. When they saw Joe Biden like give a speech, he was like, it's kind of nice to have a president who can like actually think clearly and say like polite things. <laughs> like. It's just such a different atmosphere. It's like when Trump got elected in 2016, he was like, Trump won. Hillary Clinton lost. She's corrupt, blah, blah, blah. But when Biden won, he's like, okay, now we got to come together because we're fucking a country. We're America. Right. Like two totally different vibes, you know, and I'm I there's a lot more work to do. Like Biden was not my first choice, but I think that 
you know, he can kind of maybe shake hands with Republicans across the aisle and we can actually mm-hmm. be a productive right. community. I don't know. Right. Um, and I got to shout out Joe Biden on his victory song on his like theme song. What is it? It's this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your love lifted me higher than I've ever been lifted before. So keep it up, which might desire. And I'll be at your side forevermore. You know your love. It's like, you know, for the longest time, for the longest time, Send Me On My Way by Rusted Root has been my number one, like, favorite song of all time. On My Way? That one? Yes. I think this may have taken it over in the last few years. Like, I really think Jackie Wilson's Your Love lifted me higher and higher, I think, has totally taken over as my number one all-time favorite song wow like I mean, that's they're a both song, great songs but they are but that's a song that every time like it comes on you're just like fuck it just puts you in a good mood immediately yeah i could see it. i see that with both songs actually mm-hmm. it's funny that i don't have like a u2 or a 1975 song as my all-time favorite song maybe it's like nostalgic or something i don't know but they're both like one-hit wonders at least they- Jackie Wilson might not actually be a one-hit wonder. I think he actually might have some other popular songs, too. Rusted Root is totally a one-hit wonder. What is that? That's the band. That's oh, okay. Send Me On My Way. Yeah, okay, obviously. Duh, Katie, you stupid bitch. Fuck you. Hey, cancel culture's ending. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Cancel culture's ending so we can start saying offensive shit again. Dave Chappelle said so. So Dave Chappelle is the boss now? Dave Chappelle has always been the boss. Let's be honest. I do like me some Dave Chappelle. And even Bill Burr was like, this needs a fucking end. Like. I mean, there's a purpose for it. And like, yeah, people just. It's all the assholes ruining it for you. It's not cancel culture ruining it for you. No. It's all the fucking assholes who are like believe in racism. But no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's that's what started it. OK, that's what started it. That's who ruined it. Right. But. There comes a point in time where you have to look around and see who's doing the canceling right now. And a lot of it are oversensitive douchebags who dig up. They look for stuff to cancel somebody because they don't like somebody, especially like in the wrestling world, like the Sammy Guevara comment. That was a complete. He said it as a joke. It was it was a bad joke. I will say that. But this was also six years ago. If it didn't bother anybody six years ago, why should it bother people now? That's my thing. Don't dig and look for stuff when, like... Just keep it relevant. Right. Like, if it's from... If it's from, I want to say, six... You have five years. If it's past the five-year mark, that shit's... Sorry. Like, can't get canceled. That should be the rule. If it's... Unless unless it's some weird, like, sexual assault thing. I was going to say, unless it's, like, like, rape or something. Unless it's, like, a Kevin Spacey thing, then, yeah, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Bill Cosby. Or, like, Bill Cosby or, like, child pedophile well shit. that's that's that, like yeah. actual laws though if you get like right a, like sexually assaulted or so, something i think you can or maybe that's murder right but there's no statute of limitations right. on that but if you're canceling somebody over a tweet that's by a comedian aka kevin hart who's clearly joking like that's 
to me is too far. And it's that was ten years ago, and they can't try to cancel him for that. That's why nobody wants to host the Oscars anymore. Maybe the Oscars should just go away. No, I like the Oscars. That's the one award show I like. Oh, okay. Um, the Grammys needs to go away. That's the one that can See, just I fuck off. I don't know any of them. The Grammys are like winning a Grammy now is like winning an MTV award. It's it's not about the music anymore. It's about popularity, and I think that's fucked up. And that's what some people are trying to make the Oscars. And it's like, no, if you take away. Like I'm sorry, but like people are like, oh, the Avengers should have won all these Oscars. It's like, no, they shouldn't have. I like, I love those movies. Don't get me wrong, I love those movies. Still haven't finished it, by the way. But oh my god, don't even say another word then. No, I'm, I, I only have like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, two, two Ant Mans, uh, one Thor, and uh, I'm missing something. Maybe that's it. That might be it. I don't know what else you would be missing. That might be it, actually. So I watched, I watched a bunch of them like right in a row, and I was like, okay, I gotta slow down. Like I burnt myself out like really quickly. But those movies shouldn't win Academy Award winning movies because Academy Award winning movies, in my opinion, that's the one thing like I actually agree with on like the critics and stuff are movies when it comes to like really good movies that deserve the recognition of being classified as a very good movie. Like, don't get me wrong. The Avengers movies are really good movies, but it's not on the same level as say La La Land, you know? <laughs> but Hey, at least we can come to agreeance that none of those movies are just as bad as Blair Witch. I'll agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's movie fuck, fuck, that fuck, that movie. fuck that movie. Time for, uh, another, I think this is just going to be a new segment on the show. Um, we got, wait, how did we get into that, by the way? Uh, just... You want cancel culture to be canceled. Yeah, I do. I want that to be fucking canceled. I want it to go away. Um, I have. We went from Biden to that. I have a thought, though, to, you know how you're like, I want cancel culture to be over. And it's I'm like, got sidetracked. it's it's all the racist assholes or like the people who aren't willing to learn or change kind of thing who ruined it for you in the first place. Right. I'm on TikTok, right? I'm like a fucking millennial. I'm the old person on TikTok now. There's been some like videos that are on my page and it's like, I don't know, these people go on there and they're doing one of the TikTok dances and they're obviously not very good, but they're having a good time, you know, and they've got like, right, you know, I'm sure that started off with like 50 likes or something like that. And so then, of course, these trolls get on there and they're like, oh, you suck. I don't know. I don't have a good comeback, but literally the entire tiktok army of all the good-natured people fight against you know what i mean so it's like the bullying cancel culture will be over when the bullying is not idolized when the bullies are put in their place right is my and i think the internet which is a good platform for bullies but it's also a good platform to call bullies out on their shit and make them stop it's getting to a point though where like you have to kind of realize like bullies are never going to go away Bullies are never going to go away. That that stigma is never going to go away. They're like, never going to go away, but they but, they're okay. going to lose some thunder if they know that sure people are going to not support that and not laugh at that and not be on their side sure. for that. Sure, just like how I got put in Facebook jokes. I told Stout I'm going to punch him in the tooth, steal his tooth, put it under my pillow, wait for the tooth fairy, and then when the tooth fairy gives me money, I'm not going to share the money with him and call him a bitch. I mean, I'm offended by how that. How great was that, though? How great was that? I spit in fire right there. I use yeah, I'm spitting fire as the kids would say. You sound old as fuck. 
spitting fire. Oh my god, stop. Spitting fire! Fire! Spitting fire! I knew you were going to do it again. <laughs> it's kind of fun to say. Spitting fire! Is that going to be your new... It might be! Intro- introducing the new segment. Who do I sound like? Yeah, that's that's the name of the new segment. Spitting fire! Who do I sound like? You sound like a video game. Like an arcade game like or something. A like, dragon, like a Dragon Ball Z thing? Yeah. Spitting fire! Because we're going to be spitting fire on this next segment. <laughs> well, anyway... I just want to read. So I think this new segment right now, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out and say it. This is going to be a new segment that we're going to bring on the show is Nick Dugan's, uh, trashy shit takes. Um, Nick Dugan. (laughs) I'm laughing. Sorry. Nick Dugan spitting fire. Nick Dugan spitting fire shit takes. (laughs) All right. You know it's all I love, Dugan. But anyway, I'm going to read this tweet that you sent out. You've been full of shit takes lately. That's all I got to say. Between Back to the Future, Blair Witch, and now this one. This this is just, it's a war now. It's totally a war. And it's, his, this is his tweet, was, 80s music is by far the worst decade of music. Don't at me. <laughs> you got one like out of that, bitch. Um, Ooh. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, it's definitely probably... 80s music is probably one of the best genres, or one of the best decades. In my opinion, I think it goes 90s, then the 80s. I think the 90s and the 80s are tied for me. Yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, before Stoutsy couldn't be- come back on, uh, we were planning on doing, like how we did the 90s episodes, right? Right. We did all those 90s episodes. The next thing was supposed to be the 80s. We were going to do a bunch of 80s episodes, like with best, like, top 40 music songs or top 40 uh movies from the 80s because you think about all the classic rock yeah that's from the 80s you too uh david bowie prince like acdc acdc so many like no no, that's 90s like i don't i just want to say dude i don't think you realize like all these like popular like bands like started in the 80s or like or what hit their highlight in the 70s oh you think yeah hair bands were 70s no, hair bands were 80s. Uh, Twisted Sister was 80s. Yeah. I, I, I think Kiss may have been 70s. Yeah, you're right. It was classic rock more than... May have been. I don't remember. Kiss... Oh, don't get me wrong. Chris? Kiss was big in the 80s. So I think they may have started in the 70s and just like ACDC definitely started in the 70s and worked their way into the 80s. Right. Uh, Guns and Roses. Yep. 80s. Um you just have so many big bands that were just so good in the '80s. So like, I just feel like saying that's the worst decade is blasphemy. blasphemy. Worst decades is the '50s. I did think it was hilarious that like his his girlfriend said that this is grounds for a breakup on Twitter. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I was crack I was cracking up at that. I was actually fucking dying laughing at that. Um, yeah, and then somebody somebody else took a bit. Uh, it was Tyler. Uh, Tyler Zebel took a picture <laughs> or took a video of him like going on the Dugan's uh, profile and unfollowing him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's just so great. Dugan, man. Come on. It's just one of the best. It's just one of the best. I don't have anything else to say. It's just one of the best. But speaking of Nick Dugan, we will have him on next week with Kyle Fashay from the Going Off Topic podcast. I can't wait for that. Uh, we don't know like what we're going to talk about yet. 
We're, um, we're brainstorming. We are brainstorming. We're going to have a theme for sure. And it might be like a mini tournament. Maybe like the best like 80s movies or something like that. Or No, no, no. Maybe the best like 80s albums, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe next week will be our first 80s episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come prepared, Dugan. Come prepared. I do. I need to talk this out. I know he doesn't want to podcast anymore, and I understand that. But I feel like just the special episodes, we need to bring him back, especially for, I want to do the 80s episodes, especially the music episode. I want to do the music one so bad. Yeah, I can't do that on my own, Jim. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Dugan, I know you're listening, but we told, I t- texted South Sam, like, oh, look at what Dugan tweeted out about the 80s music. And he texts me back, goes, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But either way, we'll see you next week. Can't wait for that. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into our face and heel of the week. Okay. Um, my fi- oh, blah, blah, blah. My face is I'll, – I'll save that for later. So I just want to say my heel. I have um, fucking poison ivy. All over my goddamn body, okay? And that's going to lead into my face of the week because it's fucking hilarious. Um, But yeah, poison ivy fucking blows. Um, I want to cut my arms off. It's fine. My face of the week is while I'm trying to make a fucking appointment with a fucking dermatologist in my office, I'm like on the phone and all I hear from the basement is, Fuck hangman! Fuck hangman! <laughs> fuck hangman! And like so, fuck hangman! So fuck hangman! Loud. Fuck hangman! I had fuck to turn on. Man. I had to turn on Spotify of like background music <laughs> to tune out the fuck hangman as I'm on the phone with a fucking nurse. <laughs> like, sorry, my fucking roommate. I don't even know what. My I'm not going to claim he's a boyfriend of my fucking dermatologist. God, so embarrassing, but also very hilarious. Sorry that my roommate likes to watch good fucking wrestling videos at, from being the elite. At surround sound level, I'm on a different fucking floor and I can hear it through the floors. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, you know damn well that part of that show was fucking hilarious. Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! And it didn't stop. It went on for like 30 it goes seconds. On, it goes on for like two minutes straight. It's hilarious. Because Hangman actually walks into the room. And just joins in on the chant. <laughs> That's the best part is when they're like, they all stop. Like, and they're like, oh shit, oh shit, there he is. He's right there. And they're like, um, hi, Adam. Uh, you didn't hear us, did you? And he's like, no. Fuck, hangman. <laughs> and they start chanting it again. Yep. So that was my, my face. So great. That's so great. Uh, my face of the week is Dave Chappelle. Just even though he was only in like two skits on Saturday Night Live this past week, his monologue was up as always, fucking perfect. Why do you think he was in so little? He's getting to a point now. He even kind of like said it in his monologue. I think he's getting to a point where he's trying to get away from comedy a little bit because I think he's getting like extremely annoyed that, like he even said it during his monologue, he was uh, saying how I hate that when I say something real everyone's expecting a punchline at the end. I can't say anything real unless there's a punchline. I'm annoyed with that. Like, he was saying I'm annoyed with that. Mm. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. But in classic Chappelle, he's such a fucking genius. He can still tie in, 
like comedy to what he was talking about. And I think my favorite thing he said was like Trump getting COVID was like Freddie Mercury getting AIDS. Like nobody was like, I wonder how he got it. I know, it was so bad. <laughs> so yeah, Chappelle, just amazing. And the skit he did was the first skit he's in. And you don't even know he's in like one more skit because it's at the very end of the episode. But the first skit he's in after his monologue is all about them ripping on cancel culture, basically. Oh yeah, pretty much. About and taking how, Aunt Jemima out and... And how he sees it as cancel culture is like, we have to cancel you because of the way it makes us feel to what we did for you. Kind of makes you think like, oh, are white people just spitting this shit to make us feel bad for them and trying to make them the center of attention again? It's kind of like, makes you think a little bit. I mean, I have read a lot of things about how white people try to help not be racist, but in the same way that they put the attention on themselves which doesn't help the person Mm -hmm. who's like being discriminated against right it's like somebody wishing a happy birthday and then be like look at all the stuff i did for you yes exactly that's exactly perfect analogy Mm -hmm. i just came up with that on the spot yeah that was smart thank you thank you uh my heel of the week is walmart walmart you're fucking up playstation right now um for some reason walmart's website today playstation 5 dropped today and the pre-orders have been through the roof. I mean, PlayStation is already, I think, murdering Xbox. Like, Xbox just dropped their new system on Tuesday. You haven't heard a whole lot of buzz about it. Not a lot. And then PlayStation drops, and it's like Walmart has to keep refreshing their inventory. And they have to keep, like, every three hours, they're like, we'll get more, we'll get more in stock in three hours. Just give us some time. That's so crazy that... And people, and apparently this morning people were trying to order PlayStation 5s today, and every time they would put it in their cart, they'd be like, sorry, this item is no longer available. Oh. Like, every time they would be like, check out. It'd be like, like a thing would circle, and they'd be like, nope. Sorry. Like, Nyla Rose tweeted out today how pissed she was getting, because every time she would go to check out, it would be out of her cart. Were you going to say something? I don't think so. so. I thought you were going to. Mm, no. Okay. But yeah, PlayStation 5, I can't wait. I'm getting one, baby. I can't wait. That thing is fucking massive, by the way. I know. It's too big. No, it's awesome. It's like a fucking spaceship. I know. It's ugly and big. It's like a spaceship spitting fire! This fucking chair, man. Spray some WD-40 on this bitch. This is your chair. You know how to use WD-40. I don't. You just spray it on there. We'll spray it on your bitch. I don't bother bitch. me. Oh my god, shut up. You bitch. Should we say happy birthday to you now? No, I'm not celebrating my birthday this year. I'm celebrating my 30th birthday next year <laughs> in Vegas. All right. So my birthday doesn't count this year. All right. Well, anyway, that was your face in the heel of the week. Uh, before we move on into songs of the week, let's hear a quick word from our terrible, 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 terrible. Let's hear a quick word from our good brothers and one bad brother in Nick Dugan. Let's hear a good word, a great word. It's probably the best word you'll ever hear from our sponsors, our boys, our network brothers. The Anthony Incredible Podcast. 
Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia Royce wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Tonight. Such a random song to pick this week. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Well, I mean, we're going to go right in the songs of the week here, but Dugan gave me the idea to pick an 80s song. I mean, that's fair. You were inspired, I guess. Yeah. You want me to go first with mine? It's kind of funny. Dugan's inspired me to just go full-blown against him <laughs> lately with shit takes. Even though he did say very nice words about us on the last episode of Anything But Credible. So. Probably won't happen again. <laughs> probably not. We'll probably ruin that one. It's <laughs> probably going to drop us off the network and everything. <laughs> um, um, I've been thinking. Before we get into Songs of the Week, uh, this weekend is Talking Shop of Mania 2. Oh, really? Yeah, and I haven't watched the first one yet. I heard the first one is fucking hysterical. But they're having issues with the second one, apparently. So they filmed it, and, like, iPay-Per-View is, like, in-demand pay-per-view is saying we might not air it because it's so fucked up, like, because it's so, like, R-rated and shit. But the main event is Carl Anderson, Chad Too Bad, versus... uh. Luke Gallows, a.k.a. Sex Ferguson, and a ball for a ball match, making fun of the eye for an eye match from WWE. Uh... But so one of the reasons why they might not, uh, one of the providers saying, like, we can't air it unless we have the closed captioning, like, ready to go. They sent in, the, they had somebody do the closed captioning for it. And apparently they're having some issues with it. <laughs> and there's so much, like, talking in the main event that they miss some stuff like some background noise that they have to like type in so they have to keep redoing it but the guy doing it saying his wife was sitting there just cracking up like listening to it because of how funny it is i'm gonna play a little snippet of what he has to type out a lot anyways i'm almost done here is a sample i'm reading it as i type it my girlfriend's dying so he's typing so this my friend's of talking shop this is your main event ball for ball between chad too bad and sex ferguson this is the dialogue that he has to type if you're hearing impaired you gotta turn the captions on and you've got to read these this is what you're gonna read you already fucked me on my entrance why the fuck would you listen to him asshole i'm gonna rip your balls off you son of a bitch oh fuck you yeah no i'm gonna rip your fucking dick off pal this isn't funny anymore 
I'll give you back all the Patreon money I've been <laughs> siphoning. I don't give a fuck about Patreon. I'm going to rip your dick off, and I'm going to take a bite off your stupid cockhead. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, but you know what? I'm going to eat your dick. Don't eat my dick. Don't eat my dick. The whole world is going to see me eat your dick. You're a fucking dick eater. I always said it. So what? I'm a dick eater. Fuck you, dude. You're a fucking dick eater. You wear purple. I hate you. This is awful. I don't deserve this. Fuck you. No, no, no. No. Jesus. <laughs> is that James Franco and Seth Rogen kind of bullshit? Like, that's like... This is the end. I'm going to eat your dick. Why would you eat my dick? I'm going to eat your dick. What's the guy, Danny? (laughs) Danny McBride? Yeah. I'm going to come all over the walls. I'm going to come here. I'm going to come there. I'm going to fucking come everywhere. Come wherever the fuck I want to. You don't got enough bullets, bitch. My God. That is totally... I didn't even think about that. That's totally... This is the end. Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God. I was crying laughing at that, like, driving to work today. I mean, it'll be interesting if they... Re- I hope they release it. No, it'll be... It's on Fight TV for sure. Oh, okay. It's okay. one of the providers. We're saying, like, we don't know if we can air this um, because the closed captioning isn't finished and we need it to be finished. So it's like they're being awkward towards them because it's like, and we kind of heard what it's about, so we can't do it. Like, And it's about eating each other's dicks and... <laughs> Not in a sexual way, like a no, like cannibal gonna, way. Yeah, he's going to bite his dick off. God. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. All right, Songs of the Week. Make sure, to go, make sure to go check out Songs of the Week exclusively on Spotify. Defender presents Songs of the Week, which I think is updated. I never know. I send you my songs. I send you my song. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, my first one is Cigarette Daydreams by Cage the Elephant. Nice. 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 Yep. It's such a good song. My All my songs kind of fit that style. That music video for that song is one of my favorite music videos because it's I, so dark. I don't think I've seen it. It's the one where like everything's in black and white until like the very end when the car is on fire and the, the fire is in color. Oh. That'd be cool though. It's a cool. It's a cool music. Video. It's dark. It's a very dark music video, but I love. That's it's right up my alley. Uh, my first song of the week. You know what? You heard it already. It's "Your Love" by the Outfield. You know that classic '80s song. I just wanna use your love tonight. My second song <laughs> is. I don't, this might be an '80s song. I think it is. Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Wow. You're picking that song? Yeah. I'm very proud of it. Is that from the 80s? Yes, that's definitely from the 80s. It's from like 1980. Yeah, I did a dance to it in a dance concert. Really? Yeah. A Joy Division song? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool as shit. They're like on the same level as like the Smiths. Like that's super indie. I was like, Like, I thought they were indie. They're super indie for like the 80s. Like indie bands like based a lot of their shit off Joy Division. Yeah, we did that in combination with a David Bowie song, but it was sung by the guy who... Uh, Sue George? Yep. It was, it was a meld of Sue those George songs. Sue George is the one that did the, all the David Bowie songs for uh, Life Aquatics soundtrack, the Bill Murray movie. The Wes Anderson movie, I should say. Yeah, and they're, I don't know what language he's... It's Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's French, but I think that's... Portuguese is like a mixture yeah. of French and Spain, Spanish from yeah. Spain, not the Spanish from Mexico. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My next song is by Larry by Larry Pink, The Human and Idols, and the song is called Wasted Days in Betweens, and it's just it's an indie song. You gotta check it out. It's just good, just good shit. Check it out. Good shit. Uh, my third song is Float On by Modest Mouse. It's such a good song. I know. I think I saw Modest Mouse at like a Warp Tour or I've something. I've seen Modest Mouse, I think, like three times live. Yeah. They're always they're always a band that's really fun to go see live. And mm-hmm. they just opened for... Who did they open for that I couldn't believe that they were opening? I think I went to the concert. I think that was one of the times I saw them live. And I was like, I can't believe Modest Mouse. I cannot believe Modest Mouse is opening. I forget. Is it like Matt and Kim or something? No, no. Um... It was recently, I feel like, too. It was a bigger band. I feel like I should know this, too. I feel like it was yeah, they within toured, the last two or three They years. toured with somebody, and it was awesome. I could not believe that they were opening, but for, I can't remember for the life of me of who it was. I can't even remember the last concert I went to. What was the last concert I went to? Um, was it 1975? Was that our last concert? In May of last year. Was that really our last concert? No, it couldn't have been. Well, it was supposed to be Ozzy. Two years in a row, it was supposed to be Ozzy. I think it might have been the 1975. Because there was a bunch of concerts I want to go to, and you're like, no, I don't want to go. We were busy uh, as fuck. Don't, it was before I don't want to go see Chance the Rapper. Uh, I don't want to go see Puss Malone. Uh. I didn't say that. You did? Chance the Rapper, I've already seen. And Post Malone's tickets were, like, way expensive. That's the only reason. Whatever. It's like $200. Excuses, excuses. Whose turn is it? You. Uh, my next song is by Novo Amar. So I'm guessing that's how you pronounce his name. N-O-N-O-V-O-M-A-O-R. Novo, Novo Amar. Okay. But the song is called Birdcage. It's an indie song. Another, I'm picking another indie song. It's just a feel-good song. It's just a chill fucking song. You know, Windows Down, Roadhead. Haven't said that in so long. Go ahead. Oh, it's my turn. You're done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. You feel this so new. Whoa. NHL. 03, I think it was. I think we had this exact talk with Dugan on the show, actually. Um, Stout, that song got brought up. And me and Stoutsky were like, that's NHL 03. It's the one with Jerome McGinley on the cover. I know that. And Dugan's like, how do you guys know that? And we're like, hockey. <laughs> we only played it half our life. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best NHL games ever made. It's one of the best songs Jimmy Eat World's ever made. Mm-hmm. I, I think I actually like this better than the middle. Middle is so good feeling, but it's like, I, think I don't I, know. They tie for me. I think I like the middle better. Um, my next song is by Glass Animals, and the song is called Tangerine. Um, it's a really good song, in my opinion. It's been, like, number one on Alt-18's countdown on Alt-Nation for, like, the last, like, five weeks now, I think. Wow. Um and I'm not the biggest glass. I know you're not. I'm not the biggest glass animals fan by any means, and I think the song is really good. I would highly recommend checking it out All Tangerine right. Glass Animals. Um, and then this last one is kind of just random, but "Alive with the Glory of Love" by Say Anything. Right. Yeah, it's a high school favorite. Right. Right. Um, and my fifth and final song, which you'll hear in its entirety at the end of today's show, is an unreleased song. From the year 2000 
by the band U2. And it's called Big Girls Are the Best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is so fucking good. Like, this is one of those songs where you hear it, and it's like this could have been on one of their albums. Like, easily could have been on one of their albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't. Well, it's like Sweetest Thing wasn't even on an album. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me isn't on any of their albums. It's crazy. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Big Girls Are the Best. A B-side from the All That You Can't Leave Behind album, which the uh, 20th anniversary of that dropped a couple weeks ago. It's awesome. That live concert that they put on it is awesome. But yeah, Big Girls Are the Best is your song of the week by U2. And that does it for Songs of the Week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offender Presents Songs of the Week. Before we get into the full gear review, let's hear a quick word from our other boys, our other sponsors, our other brothers. Good brother. Good brother, I should say, because it's one person. This is Kyle Fauché with the Going Off Topic podcast. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com, too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. How do you like uh, Dynamite's new intro and like a little remix of their theme song? I like it. Um, I really like the rainbow colors though. So I miss I miss that. You miss like the the explosions of like, of, uh, like the but powder, I like like colors and stuff. Yeah, but I like the uh, I like the song though. Well, I mean, it's still the same song. Didn't you say it was edited though? It's edited a little differently. Um, you know what? Here, give me a second. Let me find it. All right, found it. Here is the uh, the basically the remix version and the brand new intro for AEW Dynamite. that they didn't have to change anything but they did it just to stay fresh i was gonna say i really like it um because of that reason it's giving it another like a fresh vibe even though they like you said they didn't have to do that yeah they're just changing little things and it's keeping things up to date all their graphics like match graphics on the show were all different thought it was really good um 
So full gear was this past weekend. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into that uh, real quick. The pre-show match, the buy-in match, was Serena Deeb defending her NWA Women's Championship up against Allison K, and she won by submission. Uh, I think AEW needs to jump on Allison K and sign her to a deal. Uh, after the match was over, Thunder Rosa came out and challenged uh, Serena Deeb. So it looks like Thunder Rosa isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, that's good. And yeah. she's the one that's like the um, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her too. I hope she. I hope she signs with AEW. I really do. Um, into the show, the first match of the night was Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page. In the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. And what a match it was. They beat the shit out of each other in that match. I remember like you were watching this um, on your phone because we weren't at home. And you're like, holy shit. They're starting with Omega and Hangman? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I looked at you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm watching this one match here. Like, Sorry we're out to... Dinner for your birthday, but <laughs> with your family. I was like, I, I was like, I couldn't believe that this is the opening match. Like, are you kidding me? I know it was cool. Yeah, that match was great. What do you think of the match? Um, it was tough to watch because they really do beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I'm not a big wrestling for the wrestling because it kind of You're not a big wrestling for the wrestling. No, I mean, oh, wrestling yeah. fan. Not yeah, not a big wrestling fan for the wrestling. Cause I don't like I don't even like watching like MMA and stuff like it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. So they're both good though, and they're both. What amazed me is that they're both thick, bulky guys, and they just lifted each other up. Like I was like, Meh. it's no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And they both did it, and I was like, I cannot believe that. Like with zero momentum, from what it it looks like, zero momentum. I'm sure there's some tricks to it, but mm-hmm. they just like lifted each other up and threw each right. other down. Right. Um. Kenny Omega picks up the victory here. Uh, this kind of surprised me. I thought for sure Hangman was going to beat him, and I thought we were going to see Kenny Omega go full-blown heel after oh, this. Oh, I'm so sad for you. You can't predict the future. It's okay. Oh, I I would rather not. This is the thing that I love about AEW so much compared to like WWE. WWE, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you can pretty much guess. You know exactly what's going to happen. Who's going to end up where? Right. In AEW, you have no idea, and there's so many different routes that they can go. And they always leave you guessing is what's... Perfect. Like, yeah, it's what's great. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny Omega picks up the win. We'll go back to Omega here in a little bit, because there's a lot more to talk about. Or with Hangman, I mean. We'll go back to um, uh, Hangman in a little bit. There's a lot more to unpack there. Uh, next up, second on the night, which was such a fun fucking... It's a short nine-minute match that was so much fun. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver of the Dark Order. And John Silver is going to be fucking huge for AEW in the future. He's so strong. He is so short. He is. He's shorter than me. So that shows you how short he is. Because you're like Daniel Bryan tall, right? Mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy tall. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy looks big compared to John Silver. But that works for him. I mean, he is like strong as fuck. He he lifted Orange in the. There's a moment in the match where he lifts Orange Cassidy with one arm and holds him over his head with one arm and throws him. That's insane. That's fucking insane. He took another human being with one arm and threw him while being like five five. 
He's f- probably like 5'5". Five, five. I don't think he's taller than Rey Mysterio. I mean, but Rey Mysterio, though, I I don't know if I've ever seen Rey Mysterio lift people like that. He doesn't. Rey Mysterio doesn't. He gets doesn't. lifted? Yeah. Yeah. It was just good. Uh, Orange Cassidy picks up the win, which I figured was going to happen. Uh, Orange Cassidy's pretty, pretty big right now. Do you think now. he's over? Orange Cassidy? I think you he's think? I think he's just a little bit over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. I think he's massively over. I um, love all the comments of like Jericho and is it JR who were like really honest? Yeah, who are really honest and they're like, why are you signing this guy? Like that right. you know, give everybody a chance and I'm glad they did because Like him and Marco Stunt. They were yeah. like, they're like, Why are we signing these two guys? Like what are we doing? Don't waste they, your money on it. And then they're like JR and Jericho were amazed at how good they both are. Like but that's why it's good, too, that the company's not run by... I mean, it's Tony Khan's company, but, like, there's not one executive... I mean, I guess he does have the executive decision, but he doesn't, I don't feel like, right. use that as, like, this is every decision is an executive decision. Right. It's more of, like, you guys are good at the business, you know, right. let the talent kind of figure it out. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Orange Cassidy picks up the win there. Uh, moving on to the AEW TNT Championship match. Uh, between Darby Allen versus the champion Cody Rhodes. I'm going to say that again. Cody Rhodes. Does it feel good? It does feel good to say that. The American Nightmare, the Prince of Pro Wrestling, Cody Rhodes. Um, the crowd went fucking ape shit when they had, because this was the first time they announced on TV that his name is back. And uh, Did you know before that moment? Yeah, because after the Dynamite aired, on Wednesday, last Wednesday night, he was like, I got my name back. He's like, it feels so good to be Cody Rhodes once again. And so I was like, oh, it's coming. It's coming on the pay-per-view. You were right. Mm-hmm. Um, match was, I love the storytelling in this match. So this was the fourth time since AEW's been around that Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes have wrestled each other. Darby Allen has never defeated Cody Rhodes. Um, and... During the match, the whole match was basically Cody Rhodes beating the shit out of Darby Allen. Which I didn't like watching that either. Yeah, because Darby took some nasty bumps in that match. Um, but uh, at the end, like Darby just gets this, like, he gets a roll-up. They exchange roll-ups, and Darby pulls off the win on one of the roll-ups, gets a quick one, two, three, and I was like, oh, my God, Darby Allen just beat Cody Rhodes, and he's the new TNT champion. That was such a cool moment. The crowd popped their ass off for that. Uh, Cody kneels down to one knee and hands him over the title. Cody's cool as shit. Well, because he's not trying to be heel because I kind of want to save that too. Like right. he's being like awesome. Right. Exactly. Um, and then um, moving on past that. Well, well, right after the match, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks came out and jumped Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Uh, they looked like they were trying to break Darby Allen's arm, and then Will Hobbs comes out of nowhere and chases out uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. So that's going to be a feud moving forward. I feel like Will Hobbs is going to join Brian Cage and Ricky Starks because he hasn't like gotten his hands on him. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I feel like that's going to be like a turn that we don't see coming. All right, I could go I with that. I think Will Hobbs is totally going to turn heel on Cody. I could see that too. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from there, we had the AEW Women's Championship match between Akaru Shida and Nyla Rose. It was another solid match. 
Uh, we'll say towards the end of that match, you could tell the two women got were totally blown up in that match. They got extremely tired at the end. You could, and it showed on some of their moves. But either way, it was still a great match. Hikaru Shida retaining her women's championship. Uh, I think Hikaru Shida needs to hold on to the title for like the next year. Like she's awesome, so I I she needs that. Yeah, and. Every the fans love her, and I think she's just a great leader for the women's division in AEW to keep moving forward and keep growing. Yeah, a good standard to hold everybody right. up to. Uh, after the match, Vicky Guerrero smacked Nyla Rose in the face. Saying, what? Saying like, I didn't see that part. Oh yeah, Vicky smacked Nyla, and she's like, "This meant so much to me," and walked off. And Nyla just kind of said, "Like okay," and like followed her. So oh we, shit! We don't know where that's going with that. I'm like, I'm excited though. Uh, There's so much that they didn't unpack on dynamite this past week they they're saving it yeah and a lot of people were like mad about it. i'm like dude let this this is what AEW is good about they're good about telling stories and stretching out the stories like let them do this their roster has grown so much too this is why they do need a second show though i will say that they do need a second show that's not dark on like tbs it's like an hour long to just feature the wrestlers that they didn't use on dynamite for that week maybe and like uh, one of the major things that they were talking about for the second show is that it would be heavily featuring the FTW title, would be like the main title focus on that show. So I like that idea, actually. Yeah, two titles, two shows kind of thing. Yeah, because um, technically the FTW isn't an AEW championship. It's not recognized as an AEW title because there was Taz as an old Taz had that championship. He brought up that championship in ECW back in the mid-'90s. Because he was getting pissed at management for not giving him a world title shot. He's like, fuck you. So he made his own. I'm making my own championship then. Yeah. That's okay. where the fuck the world championship comes into play. Cool. Um, next up, we have in what my opinion is a match of the year candidate. Uh, it was easily the match of the night. It went 30, basically it went 30 minutes. Um, it's up there, in my opinion, I think for me this might be top one or two matches of the year. Uh, the Young Bucks versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Holy shit. And they also beat the shit out of each other. It was... This match... <laughs> this was a match... Sometimes in wrestling, it's very hard to live up to the hype, especially when you hype up something for this long. This has been a five-year build to this match. Because for those that don't know, FTR was in WWE while the Young Bucks were talking shit to them outside of WWE and other wrestling promotions, saying, fuck the Revival and all this other stuff. And that was great. I and, love watching that. And that was FTR's name in WWE was the Revival. So they were just like, fuck the Revival. But when they joined to AEW, instead of being like, we're not the Revival anymore, they just called themselves FTR, which is for the revolution, fuck the rest, and blah, 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 like a bunch of different things. Um, I love that they don't really have like a true like team meaning behind FTR. It can mean all these different things. I like that. Well, and I'm sure they like that too because it mm-hmm. gives them flexibility to just kind of. Right. I don't know. They might change it when they're heels and change it when they're going against someone else. You know. Right. Uh. So the whole match was just it lived up to the hype and then some. And I cannot say that enough about this match because it is so hard to live up to the hype and they totally knocked it out of the fucking park and it was awesome the way the storytelling went throughout the match if the young bucks had lost they couldn't wrestle for the tag team championships ever again 
Um, and basically throughout the match, they were doing moves from other tag teams throughout the years in wrestling. Like they stole the finishing moves from the Dudley boys, the Hardy boys, the Hart foundation, um, all these other big teams, DIY from NXT. Uh, they took all these moves and just used it throughout the match. Each team did. It was so awesome. And for years, um, for years, FTR's thing has been no flips, just fists, because they're such a throwback tag team to like old school '80s style wrestling. And right. the final spot in the match is one of the guys from FTR, which was uh, Cash Wheeler, jumping, springboarding to the ropes, and doing a uh, doing a 450 splash, and missed. And he like seeing him do that move, and he did it beautifully, might I add, too. It's like, oh, this motherfucker can do flips. They can do flips this whole time? That's so great. And they saved it. They never did it in WWE. They never flipped once in WWE. And they saved it for the match against the Young Bucks. That is picture-perfect storytelling. He missed the mat. He missed the move. Matt Jackson gets up, super kicks him for the 1-2-3, and the Young Bucks are the brand-new AEW World Tag Team Champions. World Tag Team Champions. It was such a good fucking match. I can't say enough things about this match. Even to non-wrestling, I would show this match to non-wrestling fans because the storytelling was picture perfect in this match. I agree. And Nick Jackson is fucking crazy. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Every time I watch him wrestle, I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. How about that powerbomb spot through the, uh, like the table on the side? Like it almost looked like he missed the table at first. I like how he did the backflip or some flip outside of the ropes and landed, landed. on his feet and yeah. then did shit. I'm and like, then did the bulldog clothesline combination. Yeah. yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. But congrats to the Young Bucks. And I love after the match, Kenny Omega comes down and celebrates with them. But if you watch, they did a zoom out shot. And if you watch in the back in the uh, in the hallway of the... Uh, Faces. Of the entranceway. The babies. Of the baby face entranceway. It's Hangman Page standing there with a beer in his hand, staring at the ring, basically contemplating if he should jump into the ring or not and celebrate with them. But instead, he turns slowly turns around and walks back out. On being the elite, Kenny Omega brings the Young Bucks into their locker room with champ- with fake champagne, non-alcoholic champagne. To, this doesn't even have any alcohol yeah, in it. To shoot up because they don't drink, so... They got championship hats, championship shirts, like an actual sports team would. It's the first time I've ever seen that in wrestling. I think that's awesome. I want one of those hats. Those hats are so cool. It looks like the Los Angeles Lakers um, like logo like on it. They did such a good job because they're from L.A. So that's what their uh, their outfit was inspired by, the Lakers. Um, And then so they bring them in, shoot off the fake champagne, celebrate – and Hangman Page was walking towards the locker room on being the elite to go celebrate with them. And then, once again, he stopped at the doorway and just turned around again. And that's where he met up with the Dark Order as they were chanting, Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! And then he just gets another drink. He's like, no, keep chanting it. Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! And the Dark Order basically tease that they're going after Hangman to get Hangman to join the Dark Order. What? I know. Uh, what do you? Go. What if Hangman becomes five? No, Hangman is. I think it's gonna be. I want Hangman to beat the shit out of Colt Cabana, kick Colt Cabana out of the Dark Order, and then him and Brody Lee 
basically run the Dark Order. And then the story is like the Bucks and Kenny are like, fuck, what did we do? What monster did we create? Exactly. I think it's going to be good. I, this is what I love about AEW. Their storytelling is so fucking good. It's so thought out. It's so planned. It's planned for months. It's great. It's so refreshing to have a wrestling show that actually cares about their stories. I agree. This should have, That match, in my opinion, should have been the main event. I forget what the main event was. Well, it's for the championship. Is it next? No. Uh, next up, we had the Elite Deletion match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. That match was fucking violent and funny at the same time. It just, for everybody who's like, the Undertaker's match was so good. It's like, no, it really fucking wasn't. Talking about the Boneyard match. Yes. It really fucking wasn't. Because Matt Hardy just does it better. Quit trying to rip on Matt Hardy shit. Do your own shit. You can do it, WWE. Use your older talent in that way. That's fine. But fuck. The Boneyard match sucked. Sorry. Um, This match was so much fun. When they're shooting off the Roman can. So this took place at Matt Hardy's uh, house in North Carolina. And there's a part where they're shooting Roman candles at each other in his front yard. Which is absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious. And Matt Hardy's like acting like it's a battleground. He's on his like... He's on his stomach shooting out like there's like a trench. It looks like there's a trench. It's so great. He's, it's so Sammy great. Guevara actually gets hit by them and then gets yeah. like rolled around in the mud. Um, and then Sammy Guevara takes this nasty chair shot to his eye at the end of the match. Um, it's just a fucking so much. It's so much to unload in this match. Like, it was just great. It's just great. Uh, Matt Hardy defeating Sammy Guevara. Moving on. MJF versus Chris Jericho, and if MJF wins, he joins the inner circle. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? MJF has won the late dinner debonair. He's won. He's in the inner circle. And on Dynamite this past week, they had an introduction to uh, MJF into the inner circle, and that was just hilarious. As he's as MJF is a, doing basically an acceptance speech to go into the inner circle. He's like, I want to read to you a poem. And the poem was lyrics from a Drake song. And Ortiz is like, Drake? Really? This isn't, these aren't your own words. Like, what are you doing? Like, we don't want you in our group. We don't want you in our group. And Jericho's like, no, no, no. He's earned it. It's fine. I'll take care of it. Basically telling Ortiz to shut up. And MJF responds with, Drake? I don't even know who Drake is. But anyway, I started from the bottom and now I'm here. (laughs) It's just so great. This is so great. Great comedy execution. I was going to say, he plays it off so well. Um, MJF, to celebrate, bought them all plane tickets to Vegas. But for some reason, Sammy Guevara wasn't, uh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there for the celebration. Jericho's like, he got out of the hospital. He should be here. I was texting him earlier. And then you fast forward throughout the night, you find out MJF told Sammy Guevara to go to the beach instead of coming to Dynamite. Sammy Guevara shows up all pissed off. And then MJF's like, here, I got your plane ticket right here, buddy. I really sent you two emails. And Sammy Guevara's like, you only sent one. I wonder if it's going to be MJF versus Sammy Guevara and it's going to be who who stays and who goes or I something. But I have a feeling, so next week, next week I have a feeling when they go to Vegas, Sammy Guevara is not going to be in Vegas. Oh, no, he's going to be on the wrong plane or some shit. Yeah. His ticket's not going to work. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, MJF, Inner Circle, great match. And now on to the main event. 
All right, the main event was for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley defends his title up against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match. You want to talk about violent? You want to talk about violence? This match had every bit of violence you could have ever have thought of. I didn't like it. Uh, wrapping their arm up in barbed wire and punching them like in the face and the stomach, and you actually see like their hand and arms bleeding from the barbed wire. You see like them cut it, like their their bodies just open with thumb to that thumbtacks, everything that you could have thought of in like a violent like hardcore match. Um, John Moxley retained. He made Eddie Kingston tap out. Um, I liked the match. I thought it could have been a little better. I thought it was kind of short for a main event. Because they're beating the shit out of each other. I understand, but like I still thought it could have gone on like another like five minutes. Okay. I was just kind of surprised at how quick the match went. Um, but Moxley retained, so it will be on December 2nd on an episode of Dynamite. John Moxley will defend his AEW World Championship against the number one contender, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. And I can't wait for that match. Right, and that was your full gear review. I thought it was a great show. I would give it um, out of say, let's do like a pizza review. I would give it an eight point eight. Um, I would give it a little higher if it had fans. It's still it's, wrestling still needs fans. That's my opinion. Um, match of the night. My top three matches for me for the night were the tag team match between the Young Bucks and FTRs number one. Uh, you know what? Let's let's go backwards. Number three was Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Number two was Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page, and number one was the Young Bucks versus FTR. All right. Now, do you have like three favorites? Um, or what would be your rating? See, mine wouldn't be on the wrestling; it'd be on like the stories. Mm-hmm. I would say the main event and Hangman and Omega. And probably the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jericho. I'm going to say Jericho and MJF. Right. Um, and still, your offended predictions champion is motherfucking Katie Katie Naked With lady. no assistance, no buy-ins, no you win a game so you get a free card. I got how many? Eight out of nine? Eight out of motherfucking nine. And the last one that I didn't get right. Re- uh, correct was the Moxley versus Kingston. Yeah, you got them all right, but the main event. Good for you. Fuck yeah. I got, I went seven for nine, and Jim went six for nine. <laughs> six for nine. Uh, real quick on Dynamite this past week, uh, Brandy Rhodes cut the promo of her life. What it mean? was awesome. It was awesome. I um, like I like it when she's not pretty girl Brandy anymore. Right, like, like real Brandy. It's like. You can tell on some of her promos. They're not the greatest things. It's, I'm talking like promos over the past year from her. They weren't the best by any means, and some were really bad. And But you could tell that she has potential to cut like a great promo. Like it's just something's just untapped there that she needs to like figure out. And I think she finally I think she finally figured it out and found that like aggression that like you need in wrestling. I think it's less rehearsed and more from the heart. Yeah. Is my personal opinion. She yeah. might have rehearsed that, but I'm just saying, like, not as scripted, at least as when it comes right. off. And is Cody Rhodes going to wrestle Shaquille O'Neal? Shaquille O'Neal's going to murder him. I don't know. We'll see. But Shaquille, they they said uh, Cody's a giant killer. And this new woman came out. Um, oh, my God. What is her name? 
What? What's the new woman's name? Oh, I don't know, but she's ripped as fuck. Yeah, she is. I was like, holy shit. She's got like 2% body fat. Mm -hmm. And then like straight like, she's got to be like 140 pounds of muscle. Right. Like, I mean. Like no body fat and straight muscle. Ripped. Like, I think she could kick anybody's ass on the roster. Uh, yeah. Like, I, like, the abs on her are insane. Insane. Looking up her name right now. Um, she's a brand new wrestler. Is she signed with them, you said? Yep, she officially signed a full-time contract today. Jade Card, Jay Cargill is her name. Um, she came out, she's like, so you're a giant slayer, slayer? We'll see. And she's like, oh, and by the way. His name is Shaq. And like, Shaquille O'Neal? What? And that's when Brandy came out and went after her for going after Cody Rhodes. Get your man, Brandy. Yeah. Um, other than that, we had a big return at the end of the show. What's his name again? We'll get to that in a second. But uh, the match, there was a match on Dynamite this past week. Was fucking awesome. A bunkhouse match uh, between... Butcher and the Blade and the natural nightmares of QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. Um, holy shit. You want to talk about another violent match? This was a bloodbath. Those two cuts. I think, Horrible. I Horrible. Think, I think Blade got busted open the hard way. I think that was an accident. I don't think that was a Blade job. I think like he actually hit his head because the gash He looked like he had a giant gash on his blade head. Blade didn't do a Blade job. Yeah, he, there was a Blade. Butcher and the Blade job. <laughs> but i mean what a match that match was so much fun to watch highly rec- recommend going out and checking that match if you like violent violent matches and the ending of the show we had ray phoenix versus pentagon jr with like tony Schiavone on commentary saying like telling eddie kingston because eddie kingston was on commentary because that's his group the family that's his group along with butcher and blade right it's like you need to jump in and help them out you're tearing your own team apart like what are you doing what are you doing and then all of a sudden, at the end of the match, Eddie Kingston comes up, shakes Pentagon's hands, like, you're my best friend, and kicks Phoenix, like, out of the ring. And they're like, and Tony Schiavone's like, what an ass. Like, what an ass. And all of a sudden, the bastard Pac's music goes off. And Pac, he's back. After seven months, he is back on AEW television due to, uh, he was stuck in England due to COVID. So he couldn't. Get back over. Back on American soil. He's back on American soil. He came out, I mean, ripped to shreds like he is going to murder Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Eddie Kingston's going to die. Yeah. Yes, he is. And it's going to be great. Can't wait to watch him. And that is your AEW wrap-up for this week. It was a good fucking week. It was a good week. It was a great week. Uh, I can't wait to see what we have moving forward with AEW. All right, let's hit him with that one, two, three finish, and let's get out of here. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't have it ready. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Go. Um, for all the, the – I just love it. Bye, Don. Get it? Biden, bye, Don. So that's my one clever play on words there's a lot of tiktok videos out there that are fucking hilarious with that um also fuck daylight savings time um it's been like two weeks and i still can't fucking figure it out my body wakes up at like 5 a.m and i want to go to bed by eight i feel like an old woman so fuck it and black lives matter nice 
Uh, my number one, shout out to John Ram, uh, skipping his golf ball across the pond for an unbelievable hole in one at the Masters this past week. What? Yeah, I have to show you this when we get off. Um, he literally skips a ball across like the water and it rolls perfectly into the hole. What? For a hole in one. He sold his soul to the devil. Right. It was unbelievable. That's my number one. Number two, shout out to uh, just AEW. AEW spitting out, spitting fire! <laughs> and it's just fucking awesome. I mean, it's AEW is on a stride again, and it's just great. Um, and my number three, shout out to uh, Joe Biden, president-elect. Bye, Don. Bye, Don. So, yeah, shout out to Joe Biden. I hate this fucking chair, Katie. I'm sorry. I'm going to, like, I'm losing a my, different chair. I'm losing my mind. This chair is perfect height, though, but the squeaks, I don't know if you can hear the squeaks throughout the show. It is driving me fucking crazy. I can't move. I have to sit perfectly still to do this fucking show. Like, it is so annoying. Get it's a new a, chair. It's a broken in chair. Go get a new chair. This is. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can sit here and like work and do that because it it would drive me fucking crazy. I would throw this across the room if I had to. Please sit don't throw my chair. I'm about to. Don't do it. I'm about to. Fuck this chair. That's my number three. Fuck Biden. That's <laughs> fuck this chair. Anyway, you can follow me. You can follow Offended on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube at Offended Pod. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick Ten Forty Two. You can follow Katie K Naked Lady on Twitter at Naked Lady with Two Y's. Uh, make sure you go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Defender Presents Songs of the Week. Uh, wherever you're listening to this on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, just by searching Offended, give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Get it going, baby. Uh, make sure you go check out anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs like Offended, Anything But Credible, and the Going Off Topic podcast. Uh, check out Podcast Mo and all that fun stuff. All right. That about does it here on Offended. For Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Critical Network. To play you out in its entirety is U2's Big Girls Are the Best off the brand new 20th anniversary of All That You Can't Leave Behind. This is a B-side, so I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. And we'll see you next week, Nick Dugan and Kyle Fauché. It's going to be a war. We'll see you guys next week. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, bye, Don.
political, also spiritual, not superficial. Yes, she's tropical. Yes, she's illogical. Those little girls are best. Big girls are the best. Ma, 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 ma.